Hey, Keith, uh, have you uh, caught that new show Manifest on NBC? Yeah, isn't that that show about the the entire plane full of people that just inexplicably just, just vanishes for five and a half years? Yeah, I mean, there were like all these different characters. There was a, there was a doctor, there's a police officer, a couple podcast hosts. Oh, come on, it hasn't been that long. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. Geek Counter Geek with Chief Conrad and Elliot Serrato. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Well, maybe it's one of those other shows, like Outer Limits. Confuse the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits? Do you even know me? Geek Counter Geek number 127. I'm Keith Conrad, joined as always by my BFF, Elliot Serrano. Uh, Elliot, there's uh, there's a lot that's been going on uh, over the past few weeks, but uh, probably the big breaking news, not, not even probably, it is the big breaking news, is that uh, Chris Evans is sort of uh, directly and indirectly hinting that uh, he might be done as Captain America. Oh no, he's he's pretty much come out and said it. I know um, um, Alex Zal- Alex Zalbin, my buddy over at um, other other uh, wings of media. He's all over the place, so I can't just you know spot one place that he works that he's worked at or writes for. He said, "Well, it wasn't like Cap." You know, Chris Evans came out and definitively said he was done playing Captain America, so you shouldn't report it. But when you look at his 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 um his tweet it's not like he's being utterly vague i mean no i, I mean it, it sounds like he's he's done with it like he's looking back on it right he's he's said for a while he was ready to kind of like um i don't say hang it up but walk away from the character for a bit and you know and give him his props he you know as he said in the tweet he, I'll paraphrase him. He said he had just finished his last day of shooting on Avengers Four, and he goes, "It was." He felt it was a great run on working on the for, on that character as that character for eight years, and that it was an emotional last day. And he was grateful to all the people, you know, behind the scenes and and in, behind and in front of the camera. And you know, that sounds like someone saying he's done with it now. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I don't know if you can necessarily say that's that's it as for Chris Evans as ever appearing as Captain America ever, ever again, because you never say never. Right. Sean Connery said that. Right. So, well, he'll never say never again. There, there you go. Um, but it, it, to him, it was he was like closing the book on, on that. And especially with how Marvel um is the direction they're moving in where they're thinking, okay, we've got uh, the next phase. I think we're going to be going into Marvel phase three and then phase four, where you want to start elevating other characters and bringing other characters in to, to make movies and, and trilogies and keep things fresh, so to speak. Um, It's not like it hasn't happened in the comic books. It's not like we didn't see Captain America himself disappear or Steve Rogers disappear for a while and have another character pick up the mantle, so to speak. Um, But this is also a business thing on the side of Marvel where they're like, um, you know, 
do we want to keep paying Chris Evans a kind of money <laughs> he's going to demand? Well, well think about this from, from this perspective. Okay, so there's been three Captain America movies, you know, Captain America proper, um, mm-hmm. and then four Avengers movies, even though, you know, two of them were done kind of kind of back-to-back. Um that's seven movies. I mean, that's that's more than the Star Trek uh, original series cast did. So right. you know, it's not like he hasn't done his fair share of uh, of movies. It's not like you can say this is coming to a premature end. I could see him wanting to do something else. Yeah, and it's um, I think both he and Robert Downey Jr. have expressed the whole. It's kind of like you want to get off the ride while it's still fun. Uh, you want to leave the party before people kick you out. You know, you don't want to overstay your welcome. And it's it's tough, you know, kind of staying in shape for these movies. These Marvel movies do take a toll on these actors um, physically. They've got to like, you know, especially Chris Evans, who's got to be buff as Captain America. You know, Robert Downey Jr., I don't know if you noticed in the last, uh, <laughs> the last Avengers movie, he was wearing sort of a kind of a loose-fitting tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> he was, yeah, especially at the beginning. Well, well, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a really good point. I mean, look at uh, look at Chris Hemsworth in, uh, you know, the J.J. Abrams uh, Star Trek from 2009 before he played Thor. And then look at him now. It's, a, right. he, it's almost a completely different guy. And, like, even in the case of Chris Hemsworth, or even Chris Hemsworth and... Um, and Chris Evans, where they have to play beefy, muscular characters. Hey, Chris Hemsworth, I don't ever see him like getting like a, a beer belly, like me. Probably not. Uh, probably not. But he, you know, like you look at the pics from him on the Men in Black um, reboot. You know, he's slim. He's tall, slim. He's probably always going to look like that. But you expect Thor to be muscular. You expect Captain America to be muscular. And after a while, you're like, I'm kind of done with that. You know. So uh, it does. Yeah, it does. It takes a toll. It, um, it it's a lot of commitment for them, you know, almost kind of like um, athletes, NFL and and basketball, you know, pro athletes who have to maintain their shape. You yeah, know, I mean, them. if you're if you're Chris Evans or really any of the actors in, um, you know, in, in the Marvel movies, especially the Avengers uh, people, you know, you can do like one other movie a year. So you're doing like a Marvel movie and then another movie and that's pretty much that that's pretty much all your time you can't do anything else so yeah. i can see how that would get old pretty quickly and for the i mean on on the one hand you have kind of guaranteed employment there right you know yeah. a lot of folks are going to go wow you know that's that's a really nice paycheck to you know to be walking away from but if if you're like um, Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. You've been really smart with your money. You're not spending it all on cars in multiple homes. You're putting it into your production companies. You know, I know Chris Evans has been wanting to direct, you know, and do more more production stuff. Because let's be honest, that's where the real money is in Hollywood. You know, you you, you can only be a star for so long. Um, but the the real money is behind the scenes, where you're putting the money into making the money and getting getting a payback on it. Yeah. You know, I, I would imagine that uh, you know Ron Howard probably did pretty well and continues to do well on uh, you know residuals from all his uh, TV stuff. But I would imagine the amount of money that he's made as a director probably far surpasses that. Oh yeah, because you have him and um um his partner 
Brian, whose last name, do you know? Uh, Brian Grazier. Grazier. Brian Grazier. Thank yeah. Grazier. Yeah, thank you. I wish for one podcast, one episode of Geek Counter Geek, I could get through with, without forgetting a name or forgetting <laughs> somebody's name. Um, yeah, but Brian Grazier, that, that's, you know, imagine that's their production company. You know, yeah, and that's and it's not just Ron Howard doing his own stuff. He's producing other people's stuff and he's benefiting from that as well. So, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I'm sure Ron Howard, you know, a little bit of Andy Griffith money kicks his way every every once in a while. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, it's all that other stuff that that he's producing and directing that that really is what's paying his note, you know, so to speak. Uh, to me, though, the thing um, oh, I do not begrudge Chris Evans wanting to move on to other things. Um, I do not uh, begrudge him saying that it's he's probably run his course of the character. I I, I did have though some thoughts. It's it's just a thing about um, Chris Evans and Captain America. I, I talked about this on Twitter. I, I knocked out a, a thread on Twitter, uh, kind of hastily thought. Um, and I had a chance to really process my thoughts a little more, uh, but to say one, um, Chris Evans is pretty much the, you know, the Christopher Reeve of Marvel. You know, when you think about it, he did for Captain America what Christopher Reeve did for Superman. And anyone else who comes along to play that character is going to have a hell of an act to follow. So, you know, good luck to the next kid who they cast as Cap. That's one. But, yeah, but not only because of his portrayal, but because of the time that we're, the times that we're living in right now and how people look to Captain America. And, and Chris Evans was in the middle of really reviving that character not just in 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 the film or making that character big in film and and you look at all the marvel movies and i want to say that the captain america movies are probably the best you know of all the individual films you know consistently i mean because i really like the first iron man movie and the second one was just a repeat of the first and then the third one was a complete departure from the first two uh, 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 the, the third one is basically uh kind of like a xerox of the other two <laughs> and, but then but then it'd be it's like uh they, turned, they decided to make a sequel to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is essentially, but if you've seen the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and then you watch Iron Man 3, the two follow the same story structure and narrative structure because Shane Black did them both. And you could tell that he was like, oh yeah, we, I did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with Robert Downey Jr. We're gonna do Kiss Kiss Bang Bang 2.0 with Tony Stark. And that's kind of what it is. So while people love the Iron Man movies, they're pretty uneven, same with Thor. Look at the Captain America movies. They just kept getting better. The first Cap Captain America, the first Avenger was a great, you know, like um, a great pulp adventure. Joe Johnston doing like, you know, kind of like an, an Indiana Jones flavor type story, you know, with that. Yeah, the I had second, never thought of the, about that with uh, Captain America, but you're right. It does have kind of an Indiana Jones feel to it. Yeah. And then um, then, of course, the Russo brothers take over for Winter Soldier. And that, you know, that one was like a perfect 
a combination of elements. You know, you have Nick Fury. You had you have Robert Redford. You know, yeah, playing a yeah. spy chief there, and and just and for its time too. For its time, when you look at the Winter Soldier and you think, oh my goodness, it, there are themes that they were exploring there that were just so timely. And then of course you lead into um, Captain America three, which I really consider Avengers. 2.5 yeah because because it's a, a the the civil war and it just felt like an avengers movie um and but the captain america movies just kept getting better they just kept getting better and and chris uh, chris evans was in the middle of that and not only that but he was embracing this character um embracing it out on the convention circuit on the uh, you know on the media circuit and on social media and then this is you know if you've been following him on on um, social media on twitter lately i mean he is incredibly outspoken and and about a lot of the things that are going on in this country and especially, you know, b- being critical of, of Donald Trump. And, you know, you can't take him down. You just can't. I mean, the, 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 there were a lot of trolls out there. They took down James Gunn because James Gunn was speaking out against Donald Trump. You can't take down Chris Evans. It was just it's like you can't take, take down Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and what, what was happening with the movies, there were so many people that just because of what he was doing and how they embraced the character that was spilling over into the comic books mm-hmm. and the Captain America comic books then became top sellers. People were interested in that character again, but not just interested, but also invested, invested. They were buying the books. And then of course, when um, the secret empire, uh, um, series was released by Marvel where Nick Spencer who was writing the book revealed that Captain America was actually a secret Hydra agent this whole time boy did that get people angry because you know they're like no that's impossible Captain America would never work for Hydra Captain America would never be a Nazi because you know we were equating Hydra with Nazis we for did. some reason people you did know. not see that coming uh, that's all. Okay. If I had a dime for every time someone made that joke. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> but yeah, but people got so invested. They were so invested. And, and I got it. I have to give Chris Evans credit for that. I have to give him credit that he was able to bring this character to the screen. And, and again, I, I said it from the beginning. I When I heard that he was cast, when he was going to be Captain America, I was like, nope, don't see it. No, because I remembered him as as uh, Johnny Storm, the Human Torch in the um, Fantastic Four movies, yeah. and he played that you know smart ass type you know snarky character, kind of like a, 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 a Ryan Reynolds type deal, but no, not as well. And I just couldn't see him as another character. I just couldn't. You bring him in, he he just boom. Something happened, you know, it clicked with him. And then, you know, he started doing all these other movies. I remember seeing Snowpiercer later, you know, a movie that doesn't get made unless Chris Evans is in it. And, you know, not only in it, but also help you produce it. Um, And then you go, wow, this dude can really act. He's he's a really good actor. Yeah, I had a lot of problems uh, story wise with uh, Snowpiercer. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he. If you know, if I, if I sort of ignore, if I don't pay too much attention to the story, he still kills it. He does still kill it. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. If you're if you're going to think about a movie about a train going around the world, 
at the speed of this, the Earth's rotation, of course you're going to have issues with it. And then how do you explain how the thing gets over the ocean or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there are, still, there are issues. Yeah, but but still, he he sold it for me, and I remember seeing the movie and being very taken by it. So, and then of course having Ed Harris in there doesn't hurt too. It so, never does. No. Yeah, it never hurts. So. I, Chris Evans has portrayed a character that I'm, you know, folks. I'm sorry, you can take issue with me all you want, but there was a time Captain America was a B level character. He was a B level character. The book didn't sell. People thought he was hokey. Um, don't get me wrong. There were there have been a lot of great Captain America stories. There were a lot of great writers and artists working on the comic book, but no matter how hard they try. They could never elevate him. He was a B-level character, just like Iron Man was a B-level character in comics. Top characters in comics back in that time were the X-Men. The X-Men were the top-selling book, top-selling characters. You could have a a, um, uh, a vote as to who would win in a fight between the X-Men and the Avengers. Most comic fans in that time would say the X-Men would win because mm-hmm. that's how popular they were. Fine. Cap was B-level. Then Chris Evans and the, these Captain America movies come along and boom, elevated. And then, and, and now and then the investment in those characters, in that character and all the other characters, again, with Robert Downey Jr. and with Chris Hemsworth and all these other ones that, that the, they're making with Marvel, they're, they're just exploding. Now, is it um, necessarily translating into sales for comics? Not really, but... People are invested in those characters, and that was the most important thing. So I really, I have to salute Chris Evans. I was a cynic. I didn't think he could do it. Not only did he do it, he knocked it out of the park, and damn, I'm going to miss the guy. Uh, One thing you definitely won't want to miss is uh, your chance to get some uh, quality headphones and uh, audio accessories from Tweaked Audio. Oh, no, because if you go to tweakedaudio.com, you're going to check out um, different uh, accessories. Uh, uh, There are, sorry, I got to clear my throat here. Eight colors and styles available. You've got mic'd and non-mic'd versions. That means if you want to use uh, these earbuds or headphones just to listen to music on your phone or on your MP3 player, great. You want to use them to answer phone calls or co-op gaming, they have uh, features for that as well. They're designed to sound great for both music and talk. They have a noise-reducing design. They have lifetime warranty. And if you go to tweakedaudio.com and use the discount code GCG at checkout, you will get 33% off and free worldwide shipping. Anywhere in the world, even if you're on a train, uh, you know, going around the world uh, to avoid the uh, the cold, like in, in, uh, in Snowpiercer, anywhere in the world, you, you can well, get well, Essentially, what you want to do is you want to just... Um, you, well, it's you're going to go to the delivery is essentially that because <laughs> <laughs> eventually you'll get to it. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, and uh, once you get your your headphones and accessories and tweaked audio, you'll want to check out some of the uh, the other great podcasts on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, including uh, a free kicks where uh, Rick and Adam talk uh, soccer. You've got uh, uh, the uh, the 
the Minutia men also with uh, with Rick Kempfer and uh, and uh, and Dave his uh, his cohort there and uh, the guys from Caffeinated Comics and uh, even the Dishing Bitches which are who are uh, back Where did they go? Uh, the same place that we went. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was okay. Uh, we will do a um, we will do a podcast talking about how we did disappear. It does involve being on a desert island and living in huts. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It, was a, it was a good time. So uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, uh, you know with Chris Evans, uh, he had played uh, another character. You know, within the uh, the, the superhero uh, universe, and you had a hard time uh, picturing him, you know, playing Captain America because it's such a, a different character. Um, John Krasinski as uh, as Jack Ryan. Now, you know, Jack Ryan was always you know the spy who was <laughs> who was in the office, you know, doing uh, paperwork and writing reports. So I guess you know John Krasinski from the office uh, taking over that character. You know, it probably isn't quite as far-fetched as, as you might think, but still not expected. No, you're, you're absolutely right, because uh, that's another one where I was like, what? Um, I did not see uh, John Krasinski in the um, the Benghazi propaganda film that michael uh, bay directed um which, which, 13 hours yeah th- 13 hours which i'm not sure how how often you can cram the words the state department isn't answering into a into a two-hour-ish <laughs> movie but they managed to do it did uh, they did they did they did they uh throw in the line and are they're not answering is probably because of the gop budget cuts uh, no, there? they did not mention that. No, no, no. All right. amazing enough. <laughs> Although they, I will say that uh, th- there are uh, there are some good moments in there. It's it's not a not a. I I, I actually, uh, you know, I I we, we joke about it. I I wouldn't necessarily say that uh, Thirteen Hours is a propaganda movie. I think that other people kind of um, viewed it as that, both as a pro and con. But I think when you when you look at it on itself, you know, just just by itself as a as a movie, it's not that great. Uh, it's either like an action movie or like a historical thing. Because let's be honest, if you're doing a historical thing, uh, you know, like a year after it happened, you're not going to get it right. Um, well, I mean, you look at a movie like Black Hawk Down. Yeah. which was is a very good movie and it wasn't right. done yeah it was that was done not, yeah not it, it happened later it, but yeah it, it was i think uh eight years later and uh yeah. about the only movie that i've ever seen that was done almost immediately that was really good was um uh, zero dark 30 and the only reason that they were able to pull off doing that uh, so soon after the bin laden raid is because uh bigelow is already working on a movie about hunting for Bin Laden, and then they just rewrote the ending to include the uh, to include the raid. So you know, like the, the ending was just something that they sort of added on to the story after it happened. They weren't specifically making a movie about the Bin Laden raid. It was actually about the the years long hunt for Bin Laden, not necessarily the raid. And it just happened to be a happy accident that the raid happened as they were getting ready to make the movie. Yeah, and uh, they they did evoke a lot of that in the Jack Ryan series, where there is a Bin Laden type character that they need to track down, 
and you you see a lot of the cool stuff that they do with the drones and the and the um and how they um the teams that are going to do these um strikes these you know um incur you know these um insertions incursions or you know what you call them but they rehearse them you know with um essentially like a, a set that represents what the what what building they're going to be going into right uh, and um and then but the, the the thing though is too that john krasinski the jack ryan character isn't expected to do that he's not expected to be one of those cowboys if anything um while he is like cut like whoa i mean Ladies, if 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 you want a little cheesecake, I will say this: you do get to see, um, you know, John Krasinski's butt. I believe, if I remember correctly, in a shower scene. You do, and, and you also get to see yeah. some grotesque stars from when he was in a, a helicopter crash, which factors very prominently. This is true, but but also, but we've seen those on Batman, so it's not that that's, big deal. That's true, you know. But he's tall and like holy moly, the dude was like. He's like, boy, did he beef up. I mean, I'm going, Jim. I mean, here's the thing that killed me, kills me. First, you got, you know, um, Jonah Hill, then Seth Rogen, and Chris Pratt. All the funny fat guys, right, Mm -hmm. are now losing weight and getting buff, which is making it really difficult for the us unfunny fat guys to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) And then not like John Krasinski was really a fat guy. I mean, he was like a tall dude, but he wasn't necessarily, you know, um, you know, he wasn't he didn't look like a gym, a gym rat. That's for sure. Well, Um, I you know, he had obviously done other stuff while the office was on and he's obviously been working pretty consistently since the office has been off but i think you know it's no stretch to say that almost everybody's introduction to him was on the office and so you kind of think of him as that as that guy and uh you know being kind of a, a paper pusher a guy that sits behind a desk and and again that's actually supposed to be jack ryan so you know it shouldn't have been a, a shock to people Right. And then, but then, um, and then let's talk you know, the parallels here with John Krasinski and Chris Evans. Because then Krasinski gets cast as Jack Ryan in the, in the Amazon series, um, gets himself in shape, starts generating a lot of positive buzz. People are talking about him, you know, in this series. And, you know, the show was all was renewed for a second season, you know, before the first season didn't, before the first season even ended. Yeah. Um, because of everything that's going on with Jack Ryan, uh, Krasinski is pitched a quiet place. You know the the horror thriller that he did. Um, but not only does he get pitched a star in it, but he ends up directing it too. And that doesn't happen unless he's getting all this um, you know cred in Hollywood as Jack Ryan. So, you know, it's it's um, kind of like the Batman effect. I remember remember a few years back when you got cast as Batman, you became the next hot thing yeah. in Hollywood. Remember? Well, same, same thing with uh, with James Bond, too. 
Yeah, you were like the next hot thing. So this this sort of thing is happening with these types of franchise characters. Because remember, uh, Elliot, Dante's Peak does not happen unless Pierce Brosnan is uh, James Bond. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe we shouldn't be bragging about that. <laughs> well, I, I, again, I, I did like, you know, I did like Dante's Peak. You know, it was, no, it was you know, the far cry from Volcano. But we've covered that already. <laughs> uh, or I'm sorry. Yes. No, uh, uh, Armageddon, I mean. Yes. Anyway. That volcano was the Armageddon of volcano movies. It really uh, whereas, was. yeah, whereas Deep Impact was the Dante's Peak of meteorite movies. Um, so, who, anywho, I will say um, when I'm watching John, when I finished, I finally finished all of uh, the Jack Ryan series, and I could see why they decided to go with John Krasinski for this role, because there was a there is like again there is an inherent goodness about him. Um, he's like the kind of guy that you know there's a there's like a sensitivity to him, a sense of empathy about him that makes you go okay. I want to root for this guy. I want this guy to succeed. Or at the very least, I care about what happens to him. Because if you get just any dude, you know, who's all buff and big and you make him that character, unless he has a very, you know, sensitive, likable side to him, um, you might not necessarily root for him. Uh, there, are, there are different scenes, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone. If you haven't seen the series, I mean, by all means, watch it. Um I went through it in about a week and a half, you know, and I had like two episodes left. The only reason it took me that long is because I had two episodes left and I was enjoying it so much. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to have to wait so well, long. Well, I happened to I happened to be traveling, uh, you know, not not long after it came out. And because of the fact that I was traveling, I just happened to have, you know, a couple hours of uh, downtime every day for, you know, like three or four days. So I knocked out the whole thing in a long weekend. Yeah, and and the series does kind of lend itself for that. Um, uh, it, I would say if you're going to binge watch it, watch like the first four, Bing, 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 Bing. Yeah, yeah. and then and then maybe take a break and then pace yourself with the next few because you could see that like the first four episodes really run together a lot. You know, yeah. it's like one thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another, and then it's like it breathes a little more, especially. The, the last two episodes yeah and you're, and you're covering like um you know I, I wouldn't say you're covering a huge amount of time but you're covering like enough time and enough and enough ground that uh you know you kind of want to you you don't want to you don't want to rush through it because i think you, you need to have that 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 time involved in 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 watching it you know from beginning to end i don't know if that if that makes any sense but you know like like the the experience of watching say um you know binge watching the original or not the original the reimagined battlestar galactica is very different from the experience when you had to wait like a year uh you know to get you know, between seasons to get new episodes. And I think that if you, if you, like you said, you sort of divide it in half, I think you'll, you'll end up enjoy it a lot, enjoying it a lot more because you can kind of soak it in and, and understand what you're looking at a little bit more. Yeah. You don't want to like watch it late at night where you're getting tired and you feel like you're falling asleep. Right. No. Be yeah. Because I, I, I know this too. I wasn't getting a lot of sleep watching this show because I'd be like, oh, geez, okay. If I keep watching this, I'm not going to get to bed anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. And, and so. to, to a point that, uh, that you made, um, you know, like, like Jack Ryan is, 
he's the he's the sort of guy who he is going to absolutely go out of his way to do the right thing in any situation, whether it's the easy thing or the hard thing or whether people are going to like him or not. Like he goes out of his way to make sure that he's doing the right thing. But at the same time, he's not somebody who's, you know, like condescending about it or, or really rubbing it in anybody's face. He's, he just he just does you know what he what he thinks is the right thing and there's there's really kind of a tough balancing act of being the good guy and being kind of the the smarmy good guy and i think that that uh john krasinski is the is the sort of actor who can who can pull that off well there's there's also he's still a bit of an idealist too yeah and it's one of the things okay there are a few scenes throughout the series where you're like um, you have this bit where you can tell, yes, John Krasinski is a fresh faced, you know, new guy. He's like the new guy on the block. He's brilliant, right? He's really good with numbers. He's really good at analyzing data. That's why he's working, you know, as an analyst for the CIA. And when we first meet him, he's kind of like, you know, like I was saying, this feels like it's like Jack Ryan begins or Jack Ryan year one, you know, because a lot of folks thought that maybe um, the beginning they would adapt the sum of all fears. Right. For the first season of Jack Ryan. And then uh, Carlton Cuse said, you know, we didn't want to do that. We wanted to come up with a new take, a new story, something that didn't necessarily mimic you know the books and you know there are things that can you can pull elements from the books um that might work but if if you're a john clancy fan and you've read all the books and you've seen all the movies it's like okay show me something new and and i will say you know i've i've seen all the jack ryan movies oh no i I lie i have not i did not see uh some of all fears of the ben affleck um Uh, you didn't miss much yeah okay and i did not see Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit with Chris uh, Pine. I actually, um, you know, I, I don't think that, that quite measured up to, uh, you know, the, uh, the 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 Alec Baldwin slash Harrison Ford years, which, you know, I think those three are are really, you know, the Jack Ryan movies and, and the, the other two are just kind of they're, they're trying to recapture that. Um, but I, I didn't think that uh, that uh, the Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit with Chris Pine, I, I didn't think that was a bad movie. I just, um, you know, just for whatever reason, it didn't resonate with uh, with audiences. And I think it's if, correct me if I'm wrong, but they really did amp the action up a bit. They, and they it, did. It, and, and like the, the whole thing of, um, you know, if like if this is your if, if this is your Jack Ryan, you know, origin story, which is, I think, what it was supposed to be. They really rush into it, you know, like at least the sum of all fears, which was trying to be the same thing and, you know, sort of trying to be a Jack Ryan origin story. He was already at he was already at the CIA, you know, at the beginning of it. And so, you know, you're just sort of sort of catching up with that. And this is trying to get him from being in college, joining the military, getting hurt. Uh, being recruited into the CIA and then, you know, like busting a, a, a terrorist plot all in one movie. So it, it was just it was just way too rushed. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe I want to watch. I mean, I, I do like Chris Pine. I mean, yeah. you know, I like I liked his work. I mean, maybe I should try it and give it a shot. Well, and, and I really I really liked the idea that they were going for there because, you know, it was supposed to be you know, like the start of a new Jack Ryan, you know, franchise. And uh, I, I had heard somebody at uh, I think it's Warner Brothers that was that was doing those movies. Um, had, had basically described it as, well, we're trying to go for like an adult Harry Potter sort of thing where, you know, like you're following his whole career all the way up to and through him being president. So you've got like this long series of movies that will end up, you know, paying off with that. And they sort of set things up. You could tell that they were they were setting things up at the at the end of the movie for for exactly that. And it, and it just it just didn't land with audiences. I, I can see that too. The the I know like again if you if you're the fan of Jack Ryan and you've read the books, that's ultimately where Jack Ryan's arc ends as president of the United States. But now we've already seen um, Harrison Ford do that in Air Force One, which is felt like Jack Ryan becoming president of the United States. And we've also seen the same scenario that um, Tom Clancy introduced in Debt of Honor kind of work out in last. Um, um, in the 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 Kiefer Sutherland, um, uh, yeah, designated uh, survivor, designated designated survivor. So I was I remember when they when they showed the trailer or the, you know, the previews of designated survivor. I was like, oh my god, jo- Tom Clancy got ripped off again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's I think that's sort of how they were promoting it. But the the series ended up being kind of kind of different. Where the you know the terrorist attack like. It was almost like a side thing where the whole point of the story wasn't necessarily, you know, like a a Jack Ryan spy thriller. It was more, hey, look at this, you know, somehow we're going to have a fish out of water president like Dave, except serious. Right. So, So, so anywho, with with Krasinski as Jack Ryan, again, doing kind of what you're saying they were doing with uh, Shadow Recruit, they... He just worked. They wanted to make the Ryan character. I mean, just just darn likable. I mean, and there, and I was really um, impressed with, uh, of all things, the writing. Carlton Cuse, who was um, Damon Lindelof's um, partner on Lost for those last few seasons. Carlton Cuse, obvious to me. He's he he was the Simon of the Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> of that pair because I've every I could never take issue with the Carlton Cuse show. His shows are smart. They 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 give you a payoff. He he, he they're they're you know well thought out. They're plotted you know so well all the time. I'm there going and yet Damon Lindelof projects just frustrate the hell out of me <laughs> so it's obvious that you know carlton coos was you know the that if you got him in the divorce you did okay <laughs> so. well i mean that, that's the thing that they uh you know that, that i think you know as as much as they've had had trouble getting um you know a a jack ryan a, a new jack ryan franchise off the ground in movies I think that has a lot to do with the the source material because you know you could tell somebody who really likes the Jack Ryan movies and then you know after like seeing all the movies tries to read the book and then they realize the book is like 800 pages long 
and gets into, you know, all, all sorts of, uh, you know, minutiae about the CIA and military and everything. And, um, you know, you can't really do that in two hours. But you can do it if you're doing essentially like a, an eight to ten hour movie, you know, spread out over, you know, a, f a few chapters, you know, or, or, you know, a few episodes. And so, I, you know, I think of... Of all the you know potential things they could have adapted for for Amazon or really any you know web streaming service in the in the digital age, I think you know the the Tom Clancy stuff actually lends itself very well to it. Oh yeah, no, no, of course. If you read the Tom Clancy books, um, and I and I've read them, and they're, I mean, I I have a lot of respect for Tom Clancy as a writer dude you know was like selling real estate and then decided he wanted to write spy novels and he just knew that he created a whole new genre you know yeah, he's that, he's literally like the bob newhart of spy novels yeah and and boom and and but his plots are leaden his characters are way two dimensional um, it's all about the technology and the and the politics of of the CIA and working with the government and all those things. That's what makes it work. But it's him just basically playing action figures with cool toys. And oh, pew pew, and this happens here. Oh, we're over here, and oh, that happened there. And I give him his credit. I mean, he's like you know Dan Brown, same thing. You know, yeah, yeah. The thing, you, thing is, you can read a Dan Brown book in a weekend, no problem. Tom Clancy, you got to commit. Get the get a pot of coffee. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Make sure all the kids are quiet. <laughs> Hold on, I need to get to this part. I don't understand what happened here because you know a lot of times you'd be like incredibly vague about the tech that they're using. You know, and I remember, yeah. Well, anywho, but wait, keep it, keep quiet. I got a Wikipedia. What Link Sixteen is? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, but you get through the books, and you're like, okay, you can see what he was doing, and and the book sold a lot of copies, and it made him a lot of money, and now it's Tom Clancy video games, and Tom Clancy spinoffs, and Tom, you know, Tom Clancy movies, and of course, it's Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan boom. On everything more props to him um, but yeah as you've already said you have to distill everything that he puts in the books and keeps the spirit from it and when you think about it Jack Ryan you know everyone's trying to create the American James Bond and, and, and right now it's a toss-up for me between Jack Ryan and Jason Bourne because we, we had a poll not too long ago before we disappeared on that plane um, <laughs> on the Geek Counter Geek Facebook page where we asked people to just tell us who is the American equivalent of James Bond? Is it Jack Ryan or Jason Bourne? And we got a lot of other people throwing in like Ethan Hunt and... Um, Oh, come on. Um, Ethan Hunt is the boy band of American spies. <laughs> but to us, it was because James Bond started in, in, in books. He was a pulp hero first before he was turned into movies, right. just like Jack Ryan and Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne started as a series of adventure novels. So, you know, so that's why to us, you know, you can see, you can see that Hollywood is always trying to find the next. Uh, well, really, the next James Bond. Who is your next James Bond? I'm going to tell you right now who who the the 
who the American James Bond is. And it's neither Jack Ryan nor Jason Bourne. Harrison, uh, Indiana Jones? No, not even that. It's Batman. I could see that. Yeah, it's Batman. He's exactly that. You know, he's a character that endures, has starts and, you know, started into pulps. And 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 how many different uh, actors have portrayed him? And he's an enduring and enduring pop culture figure like James Bond. So that's what they're trying to do now with, you know, Jack Ryan. Now, I, I will say this again, back to John Krasinski's performance. Um, he's likable. There are things that happen throughout the series where, it's, as you said, he's trying to do things, like do the right thing. And I kept waiting for him to, like, step up and do something and they get smacked back down again. Like, oh, that's what happens, I remember. Well, yes, he actually does that, like, in the very beginning, like the first couple episodes of the series. Mm-hmm. He tries to do something, then he gets smacked back down. But uh, you see the progression with his character. He learns to pick his spots. And, and as you're waiting for him to get smacked back down again, certain things happen where it works. And it's plausible, and you're like, ah, this is really smart. Again, back to the writing and the performance of John Krasinski. And then when you get to the end, um, and you, you'll find out like in the last few episodes, the whole story about the helicopter crash and why he's really haunted by it. It's like you can see that the, there's a full character arc that happens that is brought to like this great satisfying conclusion by the end of the uh, the series. So um, I'm not going to say that John Krasinski is quite on Chris Evans level right now as far as embodying a you know an American icon, uh, but I think he's off to a good start. But uh, speaking of. Uh, it- of you know embodying an american icon um wendell pierce as uh, as james greer um you know he he kind of kind of steals the show at times oh he's he's incredible and then the, the the thing that um uh, they do some tweaks to the characters i mean wendell pierce at this point um you know he starts off as He's not the director of the CIA, at least not yet. And um, he's kind of a disgraced character. And there are the rumors about him. You'll, you'll, you hear it in the very like the very first episode, some of the rumors of why he's why he's in the state that he's in. And then, you know, there's a reveal towards the end. Um, and I love how they kind of like pulled from real world events to kind of like sketch in different details about his character besides uh, making him a Muslim. Yeah, that was, uh, that's how I can tell that, uh, uh, some people at work haven't seen the series yet because, uh, <laughs> because there's a, there's a scene in there where he goes, uh, actually, you know, foreshadowing the same way that, uh, there's some scenes in, uh, in Jack Ryan's shadow recruit that sort of foreshadow that, you know, like, like they, they linger a little bit too long on, on Jack Ryan walking into the Oval Office. And um, in, uh, in, in, in the, you know, the series, there, there's a great scene where uh, uh, he's, he's expressing disbelief about something. And he literally goes, yeah, and one day my black Muslim ass is going to be director of the CIA. <laughs> I remember. Yep, I remember that. I was like, now, nah, if you didn't read any of the Jack Ryan books or haven't even seen any of the other movies, you're like, huh? <laughs> uh, you know, 
for the rest of us, it was like, oh, okay. And, and yes, that, that, um, that, that character, you know, I mean, um, John Greer, to me, it took a lot because I, I'm going to tell you, um, James Earl Jones will all, you know, would always be John Greer to me, at least in the films and James seeing, Greer. yeah, I'm sorry, James Greer, but James Earl Jones is always going to be, was, was always going to be that character. Yeah. They cast Morgan Freeman, you know, in, in some of all fears, but, and, uh, uh, it's yeah, but, but Morgan yeah. Freeman actually wasn't supposed to be, it was supposed to be a different character, which also just made things really confusing. Right. And then, um, and then of course seeing, you know, Han Solo and Darth Vader working together. You know? Yeah. That was <laughs> a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little weird. But still, um, yeah, Wendell Pierce, in, as his character, and doing more than just sitting in an office and telling Jack Ryan where to go or stuff like that. I, I especially loved the how um, the, the, the characters first meet in the very first episode. And <laughs> you expect there to be like a meet cute or, or something <laughs> or, or to, for them to really like draw out the you know what I, the the conflict between the two nope they went right into it yeah. again I'm giving I'm giving Carlton Cuse you know his his props he goes no we could play this for a whole episode or two but no we're just gonna hit it boom so again um, if you haven't seen it I, I I say watch it and I'm I'm looking forward to the next series yeah me too and uh, I will definitely keep everybody posted about when the uh, when the outrage begins over the changes to James Greer. Yeah, but okay, hold on. You talk about outrage. I, I, I didn't want to bring this up, but since you already have, um, what's this about the American flag in the Ryan Gosling, uh, Apollo movie. Speaking of stupid outrages, <laughs> uh, so, so that has come up at uh, at the Outrage Farm. So Damien Chazelle and, and Ryan Gosling have, have teamed up for First Man, which comes out October 12th. So, uh, you know, just days away. And um, <clears throat> there is, uh, for, for some reason, there... Well, I, I shouldn't say for some reason. People just like to be outraged. Uh, some, some people have decided to be outraged over the fact that... Um, there isn't a scene specifically showing uh, uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin in the act of planting the American flag on the moon. Um, now, I, I've watched all three trailers. The first two trailers both have the American flag appearing seven times in two minutes. And the uh, third trailer that they released has it ten times in two minutes. So I don't think there can be any confusion over which uh, country landed on the moon. <laughs> okay, wait. So I know that the movie's based on the book, right? Right. Uh, uh, by, uh, so, by James Hansen. Uh, it's called, also called First Man, ironically enough. How many pages are devoted to the planting of the American flag? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, <laughs> I had this feeling. I had this feeling. Because cause I have the, uh, I actually have the book in the shelf behind me. And because, uh, of course I do. 
And uh, when, when all this outrage uh, started beginning, including the the the, the outrage at work, uh, I decided to you know because it had been you know I think the the book came out in like oh oh nine or or twenty ten. It, it's it's been out for a while. So it had been. I read it when it came out, but it had been a while since I, I read it. So and, and the 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 moment of planting the flag didn't really sink into me. So I couldn't have told you from memory exactly what the book said. So I decided to look it up, and uh, the book is uh, about six hundred pages, and just shy of one page is devoted to the act of planting the American flag. It's four paragraphs. The first paragraph explained that the NASA PR people uh, did think that that was an important thing to do. So there was like a, a, a sort of like contingency checklist. Here's the, the three or four things that you need to make sure that you do. Even if you're going to die on the moon, make sure that you do these things. Uh, um, and, and one of them did include planting the flag on the moon and making sure that there were pictures of it. And... Um, but the, the rest of it, the, it's just shy of one page. The other three paragraphs are describing the fact that the, the telescoping flagpole that they had developed, you know, to work in the low gravity, uh, you know, uh, uh, vacuum environment on the moon uh, wasn't working. And it sort of, uh, you know, it, it got stuck. And so... As they were putting it in, they had to like try to extend it, and as they're doing that, it's it's sort of jostling the flag so that uh, it looks like it's waving because it's because it's moving because they're jostling the pole, and and that's it. That's it's sort of a curiosity that oh, oh yeah they, they spent all this money to develop a flagpole that would work specifically on the moon, and it didn't work on the moon. Uh, come on, we both know that what actually happened was the air conditioner on the set where they were faking the moon landing was moving that flag. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's totally what happened. <laughs> and and so, so just to uh, just to make uh, just to put a capper on how stupid this controversy is, um, both of Neil Armstrong's uh, two sons were actually involved in the filming of this movie. And they were asked about it, and they said, "Yeah, that's the stupidest controversy in the world because this is uh, this is a story about like like the human story about like the the human cost of of you know landing on the moon for the first time and what it was like you know for for Neil Armstrong as a person dealing with this." So and and you know there's there's beautiful you know wide angle shots showing you know the 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 magnificent desolation of the lunar surface with the flag there. There's there's flags on the uh, the lunar module. There's flags on both of their shoulders. There's flags everywhere. So why do we need one specifically showing them planting the flag? It's it's just it's just dumb and anybody who spends any time on the air talking about it is dumb. Well, you know what the true tragedy of that all was, right? What's that? That even though Neil Armstrong was the first man to walk on the moon, even though Neil Armstrong planted an American flag on the surface of the moon, he couldn't get anyone to ask him for autographs at the Springfield Bimon Sci-Fi Con. People, people, this man has actually been in outer space. 
Nobody cares. This is one small step towards firing your ass. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gabatron?